Hello and welcome back to the 1894 podcast. We are here after Bristol City have beaten the Tigers under the lights at Ashton Gate. It was a brilliant performance by the Robins, a game of two halves, questionable decisions by the referee, leading to two penalties and a second half comeback for the Reds to see us win 3-2 against an informed side of Hull City. Unfortunately, Annie isn't able to join us today, but I'm glad to say that we have a guest for the first time on the podcast, Lawrence, who I met at Norwich City away last season. Um, how are you and how are you feeling after last night's brilliant win? Um, good. Um, it's the first game of Manning that I've seen since QPR, but I can't really count the QPR game because that was his first game in charge. Um, my voice is a bit husky because all the cheering and booing, it was a, it was like watching a pantomime. Uh, we are in Christmas season, so uh, <laughs> I thought it was very adept. Um, but no, good, a good victory, I would say. Yeah, it was. Um, and yeah, I, yeah, I would say, yeah, that, that QPR game as well, I was at, was a bit too early to say, but now that he's putting two back-to-back home performances, it, it mm. was, it was, it was good to see. And also with the fans getting, um, making, building a relationship as well with the, the punches at the end of the game as well, was always nice to see. But um, yeah, starting the lineups, I guess. So both teams were actually unchanged. Um, mm. from last match week. So we had O'Leary in goal, um, the back four of Tanner, Viner, Dickie and Pring, and then James and Gardner Hickman with um, Knight, and then Mehmeti off the left, Sykes off the right, and Conway up top. And then Hull City have been in some incredible form. They, they, were, they remained unchanged as well, and names like Connolly, Scott Twine... Um, mm. well, he was here with Burnley last season. Ozan Tufan, Delap on loan yep. from Man City. They've they've got a strong attack, so it was never yep. going to be easy. Um, but yeah, what, what are your thoughts on 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 the lineup and I guess that that first start of the game? I, I'll be honest. I think, well, as I said, I've only watched very few number of games. I've watched many highlights, so I've got to take it from what I saw. Um, to me, they. Bristol City seem to play with one man up front by themselves. Conway is a is a good forward. We know, I mean, he scored the penalty. He scored a penalty against Sunderland. Um, he scored many goals last season. I think, if I remember rightly, he scored two against Rotherham on Sky um, coming back from an injury. So he's he's got it in him to score goals. My question, though, you know, as a supporter, is why are we leaving him up front on his own? Um, it sort of seems to be that we're playing, um, you know, Gardner Hickman and Knight in the middle field. Um, and they seem to be the ones that are regenerating that spark, which is good, which is good. But I think sometimes by pushing them too far forward um, in an attempt to try and score um, and support a one man up front, which I don't necessarily agree with, it then leaves opposition teams very easy for them to sort of cut through us. Um, and for sort of long periods of that game, Hull, I'll be quite honest, supposedly had all this attacking ability. I wasn't that impressed, if I'm completely honest. They're supposedly fifth in the league, um, which, well, they're not, where are they now in the league after last night? They're sixth. Uh, they're sixth in the league. Um, and they were, as good, they were as good as us, to be honest. Um, I don't know if that says that the championship, obviously, as the table shows, is extremely tight. But they're not, they're not, you know, miles, miles away from us at all. Yes, they brought in a few players. Yes, Connolly with his goal was very well taken. Um, there wasn't much he could really do. He made he made half a yard for himself. He took a shot, it went in. Um, but no, it was a very even game. But I just wasn't everybody saying how good hole are, and I I wasn't that impressed, especially majority of the half, majority of the free kicks they were getting was being benefited um, by the referee. Um, I don't like bringing up referees and saying how bad they were, but last night, I think, well, less less that we talk about the penalty, the better. Um, certain angles seem to show that Pring pushed him, but how many times do you see fouls or pushes or holding in the box and nothing's ever, ever given? Um, and yet last night, thought the referee made it his prerogative to sort of give any sort of foul where Hull fell down. 
um, they got to the point, I think, in the second half, I think someone must have had a word because they started doing it in the second half, but he gave, he gave less free kicks to them away. Um, I think the sort of ironic um, one that made most fans quite upset was Connolly, who, if you listen to the host match with Rossini, their manager, he states that Connolly had an ankle injury um, and wanted to come off at half time. Now, he, he did to go in for a tackle and he was tackled and or whatever happened and he hurt his ankle when he's doing this. And I'm <laughs> saying, okay, fine. But previously, he'd similar thing had happened and he's holding his ankle and he's rolling around and he wants the referee to stop the game and he's sulking. The referee don't stop the game. Their manager gets irate. The full official gets irate uh, back at the manager and nothing happens. Yeah. The second time he does the same thing says he wants to be substituted, within 30 seconds, he gets off the ground, attempts a slide tackle. <laughs> right? Mm. So you, you know that you know that they're just play acting. And it, it, the whole game, Broad's lap, ever slightly touched, fell down. The penalty, ever slightly touched, fell down. And it, it was, it felt very much, um, going back to a previous game before COVID, where we played Charlton, um, and under Lee Bowyer at the time, and we ended up winning 3-2. I think Brownhill scored in the penultimate minutes of the game. This game very felt very much like that, in that City were in control of the game. They weren't dominating the game, that's wrong, but they were, you know, okay, they were comfortable. It was a fairly back-and-forth game, but they didn't deserve to be going into half-time 2-1 down. And that's, that's, that was, we felt 1-1 fair enough, 2-1 was not fair. Um, and of course, Tufan, who gave one of the most dodgy dives I've seen. I think it was at the beginning of last season. Um, yeah, he he has to score again against us. <laughs> but no, it was yeah, good. The yeah. second half we came back. Yeah, definitely a lot, a lot of diving, and a, the ref just gave anything that he that he saw when when someone fell over. Um, and yeah, Hull took advantage of that quite quite a few times. Um, yeah. But yeah, it was moving on to yeah to the start of the game now. I mean, I feel like always the first 10 minutes, 15 minutes, they're always quite cagey and tight, nothing really going, yeah. just settling in. Um, no, no real clear chances. No, um, but yeah, eventually I th- I felt like after the first 10 minutes, we started creating a bit of build-up play. I thought mm. Gardner Hickman in the middle was really good. Um mm. and he did a, a couple of nice touches, night as well. Just some creating some attacks. We, mm. we over over the whole ninety minutes, I felt like we used that left hand side a lot more, obviously, um, with mm. Pring and Mimetti. Mm. Um, but yeah, also a, a big chance yeah. for Hull just before we got our our penalty. I think it came in the right hand side. I think it was Delap, um, and it was mm. a brilliant block by Pring, and then it came back out, and then yeah. it, it was a shot to Max. He should be saving that, but. Um, yeah. Some good defending there because that, that was that was a close chance. Um was. I think there was another brilliant tackle by Viner as well. I think Connolly was in at yeah. one point. Um but yeah, Viner, that's some that, I think it was it the West Brom game? Or maybe I'm think but that, that last ditch tackle, maybe I'm thinking of the wrong mm. team, but he he he's just amazing sometimes. Um he's improved a lot, Viner. I will yeah. give him some credit. I remember going down watching, I think it was Fulham away. This would have been probably two seasons ago now. That uh, six two loss. The six two loss. And Viner was at fault. I mean, sure, he was up against Mitrovic on the day, but on that day he was bullied, quite frankly. He was bullied, he was pushed off the ball. He was made to look like the young player that he that he is. Um you fast forward it to now, he's matured a hell of a lot. Um and for a player that I felt we need to get rid of him because he wasn't he wasn't adapting to the level which he was playing at. I think the performances I've seen him play over the last sort of 12 months has sort of, to be honest, changed my mind on him and he's improved, which is good. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, it's amazing to see him now um, playing, yeah, at the, the first team level and he's been he's been the maturity, really. the maturity he has, yeah. I think. Because I think some of them, you talk about Gardner, Hickman and Knight, and sometimes I think they're too slow on the ball. They get the ball and they go, oh, where should I pass it? Instead of being sort of self-right, you know what I mean? Um, 
Yeah. Whereas high, unless the play is sort of already kind of obvious, when they, when they sort of don't know what to do, is a bit slow. Whereas I think Viner is one of those people that he gets the ball, takes two touches, the ball's gone somewhere else. Um, and I think you need that sort of thing in the centre of midfield. Because uh, I think at certain times, yes, they can play lovely passes. Yes, they can get into lovely spaces. But I think that's probably... Knight's come up from Derby, right? And he's a young player, so we can give him sort of the benefit of the doubt there that he's going to learn, adapt and get better over time. Um, and obviously we're playing in a new system that's only eight games old. Um, and Gardner Hickman, in the same way, he's a young player that if West Brom liked him and West Brom wanted to keep him, they wouldn't give us the first option to buy him. Um, so they must have felt that there was something not quite right with his game. And I, I would probably, again, go back to the fact that at times he does not give the ball away so quickly. At times last yeah. night, that was it. Yeah, definitely. But I think I think we're lucky to get that option to buy um, for him because he is Ooh. some player right now and he's oh, been one of, one of our best performances. There is room um, for improvement, but absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Really have currently. Um, and just, I, I felt like on that, the Viner tackle came from kind of a long ball over the top because we. Yeah. I'm not sure if you saw it, you had the game, but we had this sort of like high, like sudden press where I think it was Knight Conway and probably I, i'm not sure who the third was like we we'd kind of sit yeah. back and then and then i don't know i think it was some something used there was, it, was training, a bit of a, but... it was a bit of a confused press because mm. at times if you want to press like a gengen press that we see klopp and other managers at the top level use they will commit to pressing the goalkeeper to pressing the right back no matter where they are on the field um whereas at times they play a high line and they sort of stop on the sort of edge of the penalty area or just just after the defender would be in the box with the ball, having multiple, you know, amount of time to deliver it somewhere else. And it's like, well, okay, if you're going to press, then press the man with the ball. You know, I don't mind you going up as a line and completely, you know, right up to the defender. Why are we stopping here? You know, but there is also, like you say, and like I allude to, by them pressing so far forward, but especially we've got Gardner Hickman and Knight, as well as Conway, because um, there's a sort of middle three, James sort of sits a bit, then is James by himself and one ball through the middle and there's, the, there's you know, the opposition are up and away at us. You know, Connolly, yeah, and it, and Connolly's, chance, Connolly's chance you talk about comes to mind. I think Blackburn, from looking at the highlights, they had a, they had a few chances that came through sort of a simple ball straight for the middle. Um, Sunderland had a few opportunities that way. So it seems to be an area that Pearson, as much as I liked him, um, and it was a disappointment that he did leave, as I told you at the time, he it seems like he made us a team that was difficult to beat, you know, difficult to score against, and we found it difficult to to thus score. Um, but at the beginning of his reign, when he knew that our defence wasn't that good, when Vyman scored about 20-odd goals, Pearson thought, right, we're going to score more and we'll, we'll concede, but we'll score more than you. And there was a few games in that season where we won 3-2. And it seems sort of, to me, like we've gone back to that. But whereas before we had defenders which were not I don't know, as good, I suppose, or as confident on the ball, Viner being an example of this at the time, we now have a Viner and other defenders who have improved and who have got better whilst also trying to keep that attacking mentality. But through a fault, I suppose, of the system, there is always that simple ball right through the middle. Yeah. And that's Because uh, okay. that's happened not... Obviously, I've seen it last night, but it's also happened in the in the highlights of the other games that I've seen. Yeah, like, like yeah. Norwich as well. Um, <laughs> the, the last yeah. minute, um, yeah, what was that, 93rd, just went over. Viner couldn't... That, that was one poor um, moment for him. But... Yeah, so then it comes to, to the penalty, a uh, handball. Um, yeah, that's clear. I do now off the top of my head, but yeah, it was a Number clear four. handball. I don't know Number who four four was. Was that? I think it's Greaves. Yeah. Um, let me just it was a very, check. very blatant handball. Yeah, Greaves. Yes, yeah. yeah, a clear penalty. And I mean, they're just they're coming every week now. I mean, we went over 450 days without <laughs> one. Yeah. And now <laughs> and now we've got two, two within a week. And we had... Yeah. 
you in February and we had one against Middlesbrough. Um, so yeah, yeah, I mean, we'll take them and yeah, Conway steps up, um, puts him away and yeah, it's, it's a great penalty. I think he's gotten, he's, he's practiced them. He's had three now recently yeah. and he, he does it. He takes it really well, looks up and then it's not an amazing finish, but he sends the keeper the wrong way. Um, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. Goal, so, you know, penalty run up or you know doesn't matter how you do it Pogba's little short little steps or I'm trying to think of the Chelsea man who what's his name oh, plays for Italy um, and his weird little run up Pogba uh, Jorginho 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 yeah. yeah and his weird run up or you know you can run up and smash it it doesn't matter mm-hmm. how, you, how you take a penalty it's whether you score it or not and at the moment Conway's unconventional way of taking a penalty has proved good so far so can't complain yeah and then so after the goal i felt we kind of didn't control the game as as we were we weren't creating a lot of chances and whole look to kind of come back into the game which was not similar to i felt last week against sunderland after we scored our mm-hmm. first i felt like we went for the second um after mm-hmm. but then we just couldn't break through but it wasn't too long after i mean if, if you wanted to yeah take us through the Connolly goal i think i know just how I mean, long ago? Yeah, it was only it was later, less than ten minutes later. Um, I think Hull. I think Hull, as I've said at the beginning of the game um, last night, to a few people that sat next to me, they're not. They're the sort of side that will score a goal and then they'll sit back, and I'll get on to that point later on. And I think that was part of their downfall later on in the game. Um, when they went one 0 down from the penalty, they stepped it up a level. They were quicker with the ball, whereas before they were kind of. You know, they were, their build-up was slower than ours, quite frankly. And they had one simple ball through the middle that created those two chances that we're talking about. But apart from that, their build-up was very slow. Once we scored the penalty, all of a sudden, the urgency come back. The wingers are pushing up. The laps pushed up. The the left winger, I don't know his name, had pushed up. Connolly had pushed up. It was almost like, oh, we need to get the equaliser quickly. And they did. Um, it, to be honest, the chance did come sort of out of, out of a very good... Um, piece of skill, quite frankly. It wasn't like it was a cross and a header or anything. He, he commonly found half a yard and he, he put it in the bottom corner and there wasn't much more to it. Um, you could argue that, yes, the defender could have got closer and all this other things, but it was one of those where we've seen it time and time again. A good player can, can get half a yard and that's all they need and that's all he needed. Was it really a fault of defence? No, not really. Not for me. Wasn't like you know the other two goals that we scored last night where we went on mazy runs, you know it was just took half a yard, took the shot, bang, in the corner, and but it was a well taken goal, so I can't really complain. But then after that, they then kept they kept sort of pressing because I felt again they wanted to take the lead. They thought, well, we've now got them, we've took our level up five, and they can't cope for ten percent. And they can't cope with us. This is from a whole perspective. They scored mm-hmm. the equaliser. They're thinking, right, if we go in half time two one up, we'll sit back and we'll hold out the lead by basically slowing the game down. Um, and they pushed, and they got a penalty. Which, well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll get onto that in a second. But yeah, I think Connolly's goal was, um, yeah, it was a good finish. Yeah, he got outside the box. Good on good on the ball, similar to to Mimetti's goal, which we'll get yeah. onto. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd say it is quality, but I felt like we should be maybe a bit tight. I mean, Dicky was in front of him. It felt like I don't know he could have he could have had a gone a bit closer to try and block the angle, but it is a tight angle. And to me, it was a sort of good finish. It wasn't like Conley had gone on a mazy run, whereas Mimetti had ran from the byline and then had come all the way back in to find an angle to shoot. Connolly had had a play with the left winger who'd passed in the ball, who then within a moment took half a yard and then shot. It's all happened very quickly. You know? yeah. So, yes, you could, as I said, you could argue that all these players could have got closer, done better, but it's not one that I'm looking at going, that's a real bad goal to have given away. And I was, it's always annoying to concede, but in terms of how my defenders are, our, our defenders, did in that moment i wasn't it was one of those where yeah you could have done better but it's not a disastrous goal to give away it wasn't a massive defensive blunder it wasn't 
yeah, sometimes those things happen. You've got to accept it. Yeah, and like you said, they 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 kept pushing, and it originally came from a free kick where right. Tana yeah. lunges in from from behind. I yeah. mean, I think he he does get the ball, but he does come from behind, and the player gets um, yeah. taken out. I think the free kick is fair, um, yeah. but what Kevin comes Kevin after Kevin. that? No. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but what comes after that? The ball gets played in, and yeah. I'm not sure what the the ref has seen in terms of contact. But I, I've seen the the replay a few times yeah. on Robin's TV, and mm. it's Pring, but he, there's not even a push there. His, his hands are by his side, and I think I think it was was it Greaves who, who it was Greaves, yeah, yeah. He, he I think he just felt a bit of contact, and he knew if I, if I fall, I maybe maybe something will, will, will I get think, given. I think and, the, the amount of times though that we've seen, you know. We've seen worse. Like you, 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 we'll have Millwall in the next home game, right? You look at the next games we got. We got Watford, we got Birmingham, and we've got Millwall. None of the every team that will play in the next well up to New Year's Day, even West Ham at a, at a more better level, they'll be holding each other, they'll be pulling each other, but none of them will go down in a box like that. But, you know, and yet the referee will not give a single penalty over the next three games for anything to do with that. Because it always is given a penalty every five seconds, um, and I, and I think that's that's part of the problem. Is that yes, you could argue that there may have been some contact, the angle wasn't the best, or whatever, and clearly he sees something that we don't. But if you're going to give a penalty for that, then you're going to give a penalty for pretty much anything that happens in the penalty area, and I think. You have to, if you're going to give a penalty in this day and age, you have to be sort of 100% sure. Why? Do you know what I mean? So like earlier in the game where we had our penalty, the bloke's hand is miles away from his body in an unnatural position. It's an obvious penalty. The penalty we had against Sunderland, you know, Gardner Hickman, no, with a Gardner Hickman? Yes, he, he gets yeah, fouled yeah. by the goalkeeper. Yeah, obvious penalty. Yeah. Um, and then on we go for many, many a time. You can't be given a penalty for something that's not clear. Um, especially at the championship level. If the, if you're talking Premier League or Europe, where you have bar, and yes, we can argue that bar slows things down and everything else, there isn't, you know, they get a little bit annoying because it's like, well, the slight touch and everything else. But at least they can argue why they've given certain things. Now, at other times, we've argued like Wolves at the beginning of the season when he played Man United, should have had a penalty but wasn't given. So, you know, even VAR, the supposed computer robot with humans controlling it, gets it wrong. But in a game where you have no, you know, no second chances, you have to be 100% sure that you think that, that a foul has occurred to lead to a penalty. And I honestly don't think that there was in this instance. No. We'll be interested to see yeah, what, yeah. what comes out of it. But the fact that, as I said... Their manager, Rossini, didn't really want to talk about it. Our manager says the less you want to talk about it, the better. Bristol City fans and videos and commentary and everybody saying, what, what's going on here? Where's the contact? It speaks, it, it explains um, <laughs> what everybody thinks about it without saying it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, yeah, just it's it. I've I've I'm actually a, a qualified referee now as well. I've done mm. a little course. I've I've learned about all the all the rules and stuff. But yeah, it there's no clear reason why he should give it. And if he doesn't know, just because a player's gone down, you can't. That's no. just you, you can't you can't do that. But at the end of the day, we we won, so we won't we won't dread that decision too much. But in other games, that 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 could be the decisive moment. Um, yes whether we get one point or three points or, or nothing. Um, but yeah, then Ozan Tufan steps up. Um, can't really do much with, with the penalty, Max. Is he, he puts it down relatively in the middle. Um, and that was, yeah, around just at the end of the half, thir 43rd minute. And that was yeah. half time. And we're wondering, I, I thought I thought we played well overall in the first half and yeah. we got the penalty. And yeah, I don't think we deserve to be going, be going down at the half. No. No, as, yeah. as, as we said, there was 
I think there was only really, as we said, four notable chances for Hull in that half. Um, whereas I think Bristol City in that first half, they had a handball which was given. I think there was about two or three more that weren't. Um, in in the inside the first half, we had shots from Knight that went straight to the goalkeeper. I think that was the first chance in like the first fifteen mm. minutes, and we had a few shots that Pring uh, dropped gold it over the goal. Um, <laughs> Over into the park across the road, um, you know, you had, a, you had a few of those, but there were, the impetus was there. If that makes sense, uh, or a few shots that were blocked by us. Um, I suppose holes chances, if you really, really, if I have to really think about it, were probably more clearer than ours, um, and probably made them look better. But they didn't have to do much to create them, if that makes sense. Whereas when we were attacking in that first half, the same the second, hole put a lot of men behind the ball. And it makes it hard for them to sort of break them down. But we'll come to it was their demise, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I do think we created a, a lot, quite a few chances compared to other games. I think, well, looking at the stats, we had yeah more shots and more shots on target, 21 shots, which is pretty good mm. um, in a game. Possession was basically 50-50. Um, mm. But yeah, second half came round then and we'll... Well, we're hoping. I haven't put on my story. Maybe a, a second half comeback because I think we we did we mm. deserve more out of this game. But yeah, I felt just at the start of the second half, it wasn't too convincing for that first fifteen minutes when we came back out. Um, I felt like the the tempo dropped and we just didn't really know what to do with the ball um, going forward. Hold. And I think we just Hull had gone defensive. Yeah, yeah. That's as simple as that. Hull had put. I think it was sort of. 55th minute, 60th minute, they had every man within the final third of, you know, if you think of a field as in, you know, thirds, they were in their final third. Every player at Hull was inside their own third. Um, there was, you know, Max could have come up to the halfway line, to be quite frankly. They were playing that back, they were playing that deep, and Hull were just playing on the counter-attack. Um, and we're asking Bristol City to break them down um, and just, you know, consistent pressure won't be told in the end um, for me. Yeah, no, I do agree. I, felt, I feel like in, in other games, we usually don't have that cutting edge at the end and find those one or two goals. And sometimes mm. we have games where we're pushing for that last 20, 30 minutes, but then we just can't find a, an opening. But it was great that we finally did. And I felt like the, the subs made um, a massive difference in the end. It came in the um, a bit later than um, Manning usually likes to do. Um, he usually, it's always around the 60th minute, around the hour mark, but mm. it came in the 74th minute, a triple substitution. Um, yeah. So Williams, Naki and Bell on for James, Conway and Sykes. So like for like, mm. but then we moved... Well, we put yeah, we put Sam, we put Bell on the on the right hand side. Right Some would have questioned maybe bringing um, Mehmeti off, but I thought it was uh, well. I mean, obviously, after what happened, we wouldn't. But at the time, I still thought it was um, a good decision. I thought Sykes he did, didn't do anything wrong, but I felt yeah. like we were moving the ball down the left hand side more. I felt yeah. Mehmeti had a bit more of a threat. I thought he played also pretty well against Sunderland yeah. as well. Um, I think he, and he yeah. hit the post as well last week. So yeah, I, I think, think it was good to keep yeah. on. Yeah, I think with him, I think, and I, and the I, one thing I was very pleased with last night that we haven't done, I think, in years, generally years, is that we decided for pretty much the whole of the game that if a side is going to sit back on us, which Hull did, quite frankly, and played on counter attack for that second half. Um, if a side is going to do that, whereas before, I think under Lee Johnson, we had Deju up front and we decided that we'd cross it and Deju would have to get a header against, you know, two big men or six foot plus. And if he got a header in, fantastic. If he didn't, then we just keep trying and trying the same sort of thing. Um, last night, we decided, which was brilliant, and like, like the stats show, we had 20 odd shots on goal. And that's the, one of the biggest positives I will say is for many, many a year, Bristol City have tried to pass it into the goal net. 
to be honest with you. Um, I think I think last season we scored one goal outside the box, the and box. that was Vimans. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and this is whereas last night we were taking shots from inside the area, we were trying to break them down from crosses, we were trying to break them down from you know there was a few times where. You know, where Bell comes on, he cuts it back. There wasn't anybody there, which is frustrating because you go, well, why are you passing the ball to bloody no one? But, <laughs> you know, you got down the wing, he's crossing it a low ball. There was no high crosses, which, you know, Conway is not a big man, so we didn't actually cross the ball in as such. I mean, Gardner Hickman tried to. I don't know if it was just a failed attempt, but there was quite a few crosses that weren't high balls. They were sort of, you know, mid if that makes sense. They went along the ground. It was sort of halfway. Whether that was because delivery was poor, probably. But as I said, they had a number of shots outside the area. And I think when you have a team like Hull, or you go back to the promotion season where I think we played Craw- uh, was it Crawley Town? We got, uh, this sounds like a blast in the past to tell my age, yeah. But they, the, these are the sort of games where ties were pretty defensive. And we'd say, right, we, instead of breaking them down, we'll shoot from the edge of the area. Now, sure, shooting from the edge of the area, like in the first half, would lead to blocks. But second half, it led to deflections in the third goal. It led to the goalkeeper being miscited. It, you know, sure, if you had Mehmeti's goal and you took all the defenders out and you just had Mehmeti shoot, the goalkeeper has that half a second to see that ball a bit more clearer. He might be able to get across a bit better, body positions a bit better, everything else. The fact that he's got however many men in front of him, the ball's gone through however many people to get to him, and then he's seen it. Everybody's complaining from the whole end of, oh, our goalkeeper's terrible. Well, if you've got three or four men in front of you and that ball's coming at you and you can't necessarily see where it's coming from, then there's going to be those slight discrepancies in, you know, body position, in sight of the ball, and then, like with a third goal, a deflection. Um, which then makes the goalkeeper look really silly, to be quite honest with you. But mm. there wasn't much the goalkeeper could do. Um, yeah, so yeah, moving on to that goal, I, we played it ac- across the left-hand side again, Pring yeah. um, with a nutmeg pass um, yes. to uh, Anis. And then he, yeah. he does what, what he does. And I think, yeah, well, after we get on to it, but the, the confidence... Um, coming from this would be massive um Absolutely. but yeah he, he, he cuts in does his step overs finds the angle very similar to Connolly's goal oh. um he's just inside the box um and yeah he just he shoots it's not the one of the best finishes but like you said the yeah. keeper doesn't have all the all the time to react to it and it's just enough to to go past yeah. him and um to, towards, yeah, that the same high. with O'Leary you know in the first half Connolly scored in a very very similar fashion but whereas this is the, as I said, the difference was Connolly picks the ball up and within sort of a couple of seconds has shot the ball. Mimetti and Knight's goals, they've been passed from Pring on the left and they've had, you know, a while with the ball before they then had a shot, you know? And so that's when you say, well, okay, maybe defender could have been a bit closer. Do you know what I mean? Because you've yeah. had the time yeah. to deal with the problem. Whereas, as I'm saying, Connolly's goal was got the ball, quick overstep. Moved it half a yard, bang. Whereas Mimetti has had, well, if you look on the video, he's had a good 15 seconds with the ball before he shot the ball. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And as yeah. a defender, that's when I would start questioning, well, that's why you should have closed him down a bit better. But I'm not a whole yeah, City fan. Yeah. I'm a Bristol City fan. So <laughs> good that they didn't defend it very well. <laughs> they got their just deserves because, you know, they their play acting was a pantomime at best. Mm-hmm. So to exactly. get the two goals was very nice to see so yeah i mean memetti first goal since that stoke um game and his second for the club um yeah. so I, I, was, I was just so happy for him i think he deserves it he's been he's been out for a while but he's shown some bright signs and it's yeah. it's great that yeah he, he went in there took a shot and yeah very happy for them went went away to celebrate um uh in in the corner but quickly brought away by Dickey because they we were st- still weren't winning the game yet so no. um had to get him back for the restart but yeah happy for him and that that would do wonders for his confidence um which yeah. which showed straight after really because um he got the ball again and he, he took another shot from a similar position yeah, which yeah. was i think yeah saved by the keeper yeah, and then came off the post 
It came um, off the defender. Oh, the defender, yeah. He saved it. It come out, come off yeah. the defender. Bell was in behind, uh, was just mm. behind the defender, as it could have been three two almost immediately. Yeah, so that was another close chance, and from that um, chance, the whole city keeper um, got injured from that, and then we had a little yeah, break I, for I, a I few minutes. I, I'll be honest, I don't believe he was injured, but <laughs> we'll have to we'll have to see. But it's just to me, there was a few chances in that short period where. You know, it's cold. It's a Friday night. They're under lights. They're under pressure. They've had an equaliser go against them, and it felt very much in in sort of, you know, in with what Hull were doing that on in the second half, especially where they were trying to slow the game down and break it down. Do you know what I mean? And it felt very much sort of the keepers made a great save, um, but he's trying to break the game down. You know, so now I I. So I, I I do agree, but then he does get subbed off, so I don't. I, I just feel like they. Wow, that that's another thirty seconds. They get time to to set up in defence. They get a minute to breathe. You know what? Goal, you know the other goalkeepers come on. What for all of what ten minutes? I feel like yeah, but at two two, I I feel like it changed the game a bit because with a new keeper. Um, coming in um i feel like he's a bit unready and not warmed up and i feel there like is that as well, I know yeah. Yeah. it was a deflection in the third goal but i feel like if we just take shots i keep at the the, the substitute yeah. keeper then it could it be could a chance well but... Be, but it just i just it just unfortunately it fitted with their narrative hmm. you know um if the goalkeeper is injured then i hope he gets you know better soon because um, you know I don't like seeing any player get injured, but as I've said the whole night, Connolly was rolling around on his ankles, the laps diving, at a, you know, the slightest touch. You've had a penalty where you know I'm trying to build a narrative here for you, where you've had number four go down like, like nothing, and there's been a penalty given there in the second half when they've got a corner when they're leading two one. The rope runs over, puts the ball down, then he runs off back to the box, then another bloke comes from. You know the D to run over. Do you see what I mean? And it, it, it was frustrating. And then they have their, you know, their because Lee Royal Senior was on a touchline ban. Their coaches appealing for every little slight thing. Is shouting at our assistant manager. It, it, you know, it, it, it builds a narrative that Hull are just kind of taking the Mickey really. Um, and so when the goalkeeper went down, um, it, as I said, they felt to me it felt like they were under pressure. They felt like they wanted, they were, you know, didn't know what to do, um, were a bit panicked. And so by the goalkeeper going down, it gave them that bit of breathing space. Um, that, yeah, that they, they, they definitely tried to break the momentum there because they knew that we were we were pushing for, yeah. the, for the third goal. And yeah, when that, uh, well, Ingram came on for, for mm. Hull, I thought, yeah, now we just need to get shots off really. And didn't take too long after. I think it was just over five minutes um, until we get um, the ball through the left again. And then Knight comes in just, just outside the box actually. So that's probably, I mean, the atmosphere changed. Conway scored outside the box in Northern. So I think we've had a couple already this season. Yeah. Um, But yeah, Knight comes, uh, comes in from the left and then yeah, yeah, shot off. It is deflection, deflection. but it finds the back of the net. And if you don't shoot, you don't score. So it's, it's a goal and it was brilliant to see. And then celebrations, jubilation and yeah, Ashton Gates atmosphere looked incredible. I mean, you were there. It must have been. Atmosphere was great, as I said, from about 60th minute when Hull would push back and start playing defensive. The whole crowd sort of, you know, corner, shot. You know, you had the Metis goal. Everybody's like, come on, that's, you know, we've got back in it. And, you know, Phil just deserves, because, as I said, the narrative of play acting was forever present. Then you've had the Metis chance that almost goes in, but goes out for another corner. The crowd are getting into it even more. You know, they've got the, the you know, they go down feigning, well, in my opinion, at the moment, feigning injury, crowd are booing at the, the, the you know, the, the goalkeeper. Then when the goalkeeper gets subbed off, him and the defender walk off with him, put their foot and studs into the corner, you know, where the player's going to take the ball to try and duff up the ground. The fans get irate because of that. The linesman allows him to move the ball. You know, there's <laughs> all these little, little uh-huh. idiosyncrasies that's going on. Um, and, you know, when that third goal went in, it, it was... 
yeah, it was a it was a very typical, you know, Ashton Gate evening game under the lights when we've turned it around from a losing position. Fans were absolutely delighted. Um because they, as I said, they felt that they've worked extremely hard. They battled in that game again. Um, Sunderland. Yeah. I was told by fans nearby me that they battled in that game tonight. They battled again in a side. Both both sides are on the t- in the table, winning around the top six. Um, which which again shows that Bristol City are. Some fans were saying to me, "Oh well, we've lost to, we lose to Blackburn. We've thrown away our lead at Norwich. We've, you know." Uh, we drew at Huddersfield. We'd only beat Middlesbrough. That's tight loss at Southampton, and we're starting to look down the table. And now, in the course of a week, as is the Championship, and how tight that it is, they put two battling performances together, got six points, and they're four points off playoffs again. And everybody's thinking, "Well, look at back at the table." So, <laughs> it's it's the Happy beauty Christmas. of the Championship. Happy Christmas. Um, <laughs> it's. <laughs> It is it is a great win, and it's it just shows the resilience and yeah, coming from behind, and yeah, I think those substitutes made a massive difference. I thought Joe Williams was great in the midfield, yeah, um, and it was just brilliant. Also, great to see Naki Wells back, um, yeah, from his injury. I thought he already showed signs of what he can do and to control the ball, um, mm. and and start attacks. He, so yeah, it's good did, to see that we got more options. Make, uh, my oh my last... god. The problem in the last yeah. sort of 10 minutes where this is, this is my thing, if you're leading 3-2 in a tight game such as it was, sure, we kept the ball in our own half, which I didn't quite understand. Um, if it was myself, I'd rather have the ball in their half, holding it for corners, you know, that sort of that sort of thing, slowing the game down inside their own half rather than playing it around with our own and, you know, Naki Wells at one point, instead of running with the ball, down deep into holes half, getting a foul, you know, this sort of thing. I don't like the falling down monarchy. I've made that point quite clear in this today. But instead of doing that, he passed it backwards. They then get a chance. They get a corner, they get a shot, they get all this stuff. So it, yeah, again, game management needs to be improved because that was, um, it wasn't held to skelter. It wasn't terrible, but it was self-inflicted for sure. It could have been. Yeah. Better. It was quite nerve-wracking with that, with that back pass, and it always is in the last five minutes for mm. for Bristol City because quite a few times in the, in the last few seasons we've conceded mm-hmm. a lot of goals. One I can remember, which was just the worst, was the Nottingham Forest at uh, home. I, I don't know if you remember that game oh, where right. we conceded a penalty and then thirty seconds later, I saw it on my telephone. Oh. Whilst this was I was in year two. I'm a med student, as I said. Um, before podcast to you, and that's how we met um, in London. And um, yeah, I mean, I looked at my phone and couldn't believe it. Winning all the game to then throw away two one right at the end. We've done some silly things in my time. Sunderland winning three 0 draw three three, Brinstamble. Yeah, we've seen it all. <laughs> yeah. Well, luckily we didn't do that last night, no, um, no. and we held on. I think. Well, there was another substitute near the end, Vyman on for Mehmeti, but that was just to slow things yeah. down a bit. Um, and mm. then at the end, there was there was actually a chance. I thought it was a beautiful block from Pring um, mm. at the end. Um, yeah. But then, yeah, goal kick hits out. And then, yeah, referee blows the whistle. And it's a brilliant three points. Ashingate yeah. a lively and, yeah, it's a hard-fought victory and well-deserved. And Hull had it coming. I mean... Yeah, from from the get go in the second half, playing defensively and yeah, like you said, all the all the dives throughout the game, but brilliant win and yeah, like I said at the beginning of the podcast, our first back to back win since February, which mm. is quite a long time. So um, it was, it was yeah. great to see. Absolutely. Um, in terms of play of the match, I mean, there was one voted um, on 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 the Twitter. It was Anis Mimetti, Um yeah. for, for you, is it? For me, for me, um, I would have to say Knight, to be honest with you. He got the winning goal and was, you know, I think he, he's, he's been proved to be a very good signing for Bristol City. Um, and I think under Manning and under, under Pierce at the beginning of the season, anything we've sort of done good going forward has come through him. Um, and yet again, he put in another good performance um, in the middle of the pit, for me, um, there was no, as I said, I think it, I think it's 
a lot of players last night you could have put their hands up and for for player of the game. Um, so you know, I don't think there was anyone particularly stood out as such that had an amazing game. I just thought it was a an all round good team performance to got the win. But I, I, if I had to say someone night for me because I said winning goal and done what he did in the midfield for us and was linked between defence and attack throughout the game. Yeah, he cannot stop running, um, Jason Knight. But no, I do agree in, in, in the sense that when it's hard to pick a man match and I feel like it's a collective performance, it's what you want to see. If, if one player is kind of just yeah carrying the team in, in mm. that sort of way, then it's it's great when, when the whole team puts a shift in and then you get three goals, three different players and mm. a good team performance. But yeah, I think Mehmeti just... For the fact that he, he got he got his goal finally, and he just a lot of a lot of threat um, mm. going forward, and it's great to see. I mean, Sam Bell has kind of lost his place now in the last couple of games. He lost a bit of form, but I mean, it's all about competition, so he'll have to work hard to fight for his place. But it's good when we have these options of, of good players yeah. up front. I think Mameti has been favoured by Manning, though, to be quite honest, from the beginning. Um, I think it, I think there's been word of how Trudy's mutterings are as they are in a, <laughs> the Twitterverse or whatever app you would rather use of the fact that Manning wanted um, Mimetti, um to go on loan to Oxford in January if he'd have stayed at Oxford. Um, and now in pretty much every game of those eight-game reign, Mimetti has played. Um, so he clearly sees something in him that others don't. I think the thing with Bell, I suppose, is he's quick, he's fast, but he doesn't have that level of trickery that Mometi has. He doesn't have that level of difference. I think both players are very similar in what they do. I just think Mometi's got that sort of step over or whatever, and that's I think Manning likes that point of difference with Mometi over Bell, but there's not much the difference between them. And I think if one of them got injured and Bell had to go in or vice versa, it wouldn't really affect much. Yeah, no, I do agree. I feel like Mimetti has a bit more of, I don't know, like control and, and a little bit more composure on the ball to keep it and with mm. the step overs. But they're both they're both great players. Um yeah. in terms of yeah, other 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 players, Max, I thought, I mean, yeah, he conceded two goals, but can't really do much and and no. obviously not the penalty, but in other situations, not I really thought he, he he was decent overall. Um I, I mean, thought it's done really in the same thing. He did as well. He, he was very important there. And he, he made a good save in the first half against Hull last night with a double, what was it? The, the block by Brennan. Yeah, the block by yeah. No, yeah, he made the saves that he needed to and he was but solid. I would, um, I would say a few and times. I think he's improving though, a lot. I would say though with him, this was last night from just watching it, um, why does he feel the need to keep punching the ball mm-hmm. on a corner at the end? Um he goes up, he catches it, he claims it, he falls, you know, as they do, they sort of fall down, don't they, goalkeepers? And it, everybody's happy because he's got the ball and the danger's over and the ball's going to be cleared. And there's a few times in, during the game where instead of doing exactly the same thing, he decides to punch it or tries to punch it. And it it looks a bit shaky. I'd rather him claim the ball back and then that leave the, alleviates the pressure a bit. So that'd be yeah, it happened a couple of times where I felt like he could have caught it and been under a lot less pressure. And yeah. also, when when you do punch the ball, it always creates some danger. Maybe, you, yeah, you could also collide with another player and maybe a penalty will happen if the referee doesn't necessarily want to see what happens. But, yeah, maybe, yeah, that's one thing that Max could work on. Otherwise, yeah, Williams, when he came on, was great. Gardner Hickman, I thought, more in the first half, um, mm was more uh, I could see him more creating a lot of chances Conway I feel like again you mentioned it at the start that he's up there alone I feel yeah. like in recent weeks he hasn't really been able to show what he can bring to the team he obviously has got the penalties and yeah he's dispatched them but other than that there's he hasn't had too many chances um I think in <coughs> there was a game I forgot which game it was now but a, a few a few match weeks ago, he had had a couple chances, but re- mm-hmm. in recent weeks, I felt like they ha- hasn't had much going. Um, no. 
but again, you can't really blame him too much. Um, but he put he put the penalty away, which was good. Um, we mentioned Sykes earlier; he didn't do much wrong. Got subbed off in no. the second half, and then Wells He's coming good on. Signing. So it's good. He He's another good well, signing, yeah. Sykes, this season. So I've been impressed yeah. with him. He's but been really night. good, and up until that, was it? Yeah, the Blackburn game. Um, I think he scored seven goals for us before that, and we'd won every single game that he scored. Um, but then that, yeah, that lucky charm was was broken. And uh, yeah, we, we we mentioned those few games before and how everything can change. I thought those three games before were quite disappointing, but it's good yeah. to see that that we bounce back. But yeah, we, we we go into like the Huddersfield game and Norwich game looking for maybe three, four points. But mm. and then we look at Sunderland and Hull when going into both of these games, they yeah. were sitting at sixth place and they yeah. were on good form. Sunderland had beaten Leeds, Hull had thrashed Cardiff at home. And yeah. we come out at home, two really good performances, four goals in two games. And yeah, I mean, how, how things can change. And I think, I think, well, I think the biggest we're thing, eighth place. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. I think the biggest thing, which sounds really bizarre again, is you take the Norwich result out of it. We've had three wins at home. And Norwich was a game we threw away. Unless, unless mm. I've got that wrong. So out no, of the yeah. eight games that Manning's had... Well, we, could, and, we could have had four yeah. wins at home. Yeah. And, 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 and before that was, well, we had um, Sheffield Wednesday, which we won, Ipswich, yeah. which we lost, but we beat Coventry. Yeah. And then before that, we, we've been pretty decent at home, to be fair. We have. And, and, and most a lot of fans would say, oh, we're not very good at home. We haven't done very good at home. And then you look at actually this season, you think, actually, we've, we've done quite well, I would say. Looking at it, yeah, I mean, we're, yes. we're seeing eighth place in the home form. Stoke, Stoke was a bad game, but that was a game we threw away. I'm just looking at games we've had at home. It's which was you know top table when it, and arguably we were very injured at that point. We had a lot of players out through injury in that game. Um, Birmingham, we played particularly. I'm going back to the beginning. Now. Birmingham played particularly poor. West Brom could have won on another day. Stoke, we threw away. Um, yeah, Coventry we beat Mitzwich, like I said, we very injured before Pearson left. Um, and then I feel like, yeah, look, looking at the the table as well, because yeah. I have that here, yeah, we're 15th in terms of away away performances, and we've lost five, won three, and drawn three. And then home, we've won six, drawn two, lost four for 20 points, so and in mm. eighth place. So we've been decent, and yeah, we've had some like and I'd argue last that a couple, a couple of the losses. Stoke and Norwich yeah. in particular, especially Stoke, you can look at those and go, well, you turn them round. Where, where would that put us on yeah, that exactly. table? Would that put us it's into the top six? Would that put us top yeah. six at home if we'd have won it against Stoke and Norwich or got a point against Norwich? Over, well, yeah, we're one point off the top six in terms of home form. Mm. But, they'd but I'm some saying if we had the extra four points, there. where would we be? Yeah, fourth right now. In, in We'd be fourth with the extra four points. So yeah. there you go. It says everything, doesn't it? Yeah, and I'm I'm gutted that I'm uh, I've I've had to miss all these brilliant performances. I've watched I think around five six games this season. Yeah. I think I'm with, I've only seen the Millwall win, which was fantastic. To be fair, that was, that was um, a a great win. But that Stoke game was, was mm. very gutted. I mean, at what games? Yeah, this year I've seen. Uh, Preston, Millwall, yeah. um, saw the Leicester game on the on the um, television. Um, Rotherham on the television went up to Leeds. Um, that's three called QPR, and then the game last night. So I've seen five myself. So. Nice, nice. And I'll be heading down on Boxing Day to Vicarage Road. Yeah. which is our next game. But yeah, final thoughts on on this game. I felt like, yeah, it was a game... Well, we, was, like you said, I don't think we completely deserved. dominated, but I think we did deserve the, the three points and I thought we controlled it well. And at the yeah. end, we, we had the cutting edge this time to find the the chances and the, the goal opportunities. But yeah, yeah. good performance and back-to-back win. wins is, is good. Yeah. It was great. Um, but now we've got yeah, a so... again, like at the beginning of the season, where we had three games back to back against teams that were 
uh, big bully teams, um, the likes of Preston, Birmingham and Millwall. And now we have three games over the festive period where we play Watford, Birmingham and Millwall. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see if Manning Ball can do it against sides which are a bit more um, hardened, I suppose, would be the word. I've, I feel Watford's a bit less of, of a kind of bullish team than Birmingham Mill. I feel like they've turned yes. into more of a sure. nicer playing style. And they've been on some good form. I have to give it to them. They've they've been in their last way. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, 12 games. In their last 12 games, they've only lost twice. And those are against Leicester away and Ipswich at home, which are the top two. Mm. Otherwise than that, they've been unbeaten in the 10 games. And they beat in Hull, yeah. beat Preston 5-1, um, mm. beat Rotherham 5-0. They they can score goals and they've, mm. they've turned it around. And right now, yeah, they're one point behind us. Uh, they're mm. playing um, today against Blackburn mm. away from home. So we'll have to see that that result might change things. But it's going to mm. be a, a, a tough game um, at Vicarage Road on Boxing Day. Not a lot of City fans heading heading across, I don't think, because it, it's been put on pay of the day on the day there so um i think there's still like 900 odd tickets left but i think i think we can go there yeah exactly this is obviously it's a, it's a boxing day away from home but yeah what are your thoughts going into this game do you think we can pick up a result i don't know i mean it's championship isn't it i mean we've we've seen games away from home where um we've done well in the past this season though we've We've seemed to put in performances away from home, but not quite getting the just deserves. Um, Blackburn, we played well, didn't win. Southampton played well, didn't win. We'll ignore QPR. Um, Cardiff, 2-0 loss. Leeds, as I went up to that one, played very, very well, gave away two soft goals. Leicester, supposedly played well, but lost 1-0. You know, Swansea was probably the only away game looking at it, and Millwall, those two away games, and hardly even holes, actually, at the beginning of the season where we went there and we scored many, many, many chances, neither won the game or drew. But I think the last couple of months, it's hit the winter months, it's got a bit more cold, we've put in a good performance but not done quite enough. Um, Watford's form's looking good. Um, so, yeah, I'd hope, I hope we can win every game. Um <laughs> I always, I always hope that we do, but um, I, I think I'd be happy, you know, with a point, especially given how well you say they've been doing. So prediction-wise, what would you say? Prediction-wise, goodness, um, I'd want, I'd want a <laughs> two-two-one-one, but I, I, I see it being something like a two-one into Watford. Oh, okay. Hmm. The, the home the home yeah. Um, advantage yeah i think going off the back of these two wins i think we can we can definitely grind out a result watford are definitely a goal scoring team they've they've hit the back of the net 35 times i feel like we we are quite a low scoring side i mean we did get three goals obviously um last night but overall we mm. i think looking at it we're in the bottom five teams like other than the bottom I think in terms of goals scored, we're 16th, I think, or 17th. Right. So not a lot, but we haven't, in terms of yeah, goals conceded, we've we've got a pretty good defensive record. But yeah, we've on goal difference of zero right now. I think we can pick up a result. I don't see us going back to back to back um, wins, which would be pretty incredible. Um, it would be a great Christmas um, treat. But I, I say, I say we can, I say we can get a result, a point. Um, away yeah. and I'm gonna say two all um for this game so hopefully I can go down there and we can, can get some goals. Yeah, get a get a point I'd be happy with that. I get I get a point at Birmingham as well because Birmingham is another away day that for some reason Birmingham never looked particularly yeah. good and yet this we can never seem to win up there. So three nil last Yeah but again Birmingham wasn't they weren't amazing. It wasn't like they, they blew us out of the water. It was just a poor performance, seemingly, or whatever happened. But regardless, if we can pick up two away points or a win and a loss or something like that, I'd be quite happy with that. Yeah, so 
hopefully we're going to these back-to-back home games or away games um yeah. with some results but yeah birmingham yeah with rooney coming in they've been not on some great form so hopefully hopefully they can pick up a, a win there because they haven't yeah. done very well have they birmingham no, they've, they've gone out a lot since we last played them at the beginning of the season they were right up there but how the how the table can change in in the beautiful league um so yeah i think that's the best league in the world this one i must say exactly exactly um right yeah i think i think that's about it Uh, any any final thoughts or well thank you for having me on Uh, it's been nice to take part and um yeah no it's great yeah, we'll, we'll gladly welcome you back. Hopefully, Annie can come next time. And yeah, maybe towards the end of the season. We're ha- we're halfway through the season now. That that was our twenty third game. Mm. So if you look at our points prediction, I mean, we just have to double. It's not too hard. Um, mm. Sixty four, which is around kind of the tenth place, I reckon area. Yeah, it's challenging, but you never know. We kind yeah. of expected around around that kind of place finish this year. But yeah, yeah. no, thank you for coming on. Um, hopefully. No worries. Get some more guests on soon. We'll welcome you back. But yeah, uh, it's been thank a pleasure. Um, yeah, thank you guys for watching. Make sure to subscribe and follow us on socials and everything. I'll um, I'll link Lawrence's Instagram in, in the description. Thank Maybe you. you can see what, what he does. But yeah, um, thank you very much. And yeah, we'll see you in the next one. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you. Okay.